0: my name is nicholas haskins and over the past 40 years i have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen i believe in scratch cooking fresh ingredients and positive energy join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food and i break down a recipe step by step for you to make at home welcome to Nikolai's kitchen Hi everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. I hope that this year is the most amazing year yet for each and every one of you out there listening to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Nick. Welcome to my culinary journey. Nikolai's Kitchen is all about my journey in the kitchen of making as much as I possibly can from scratch and positivity. I just want to give something back to the world. I want to give positive energy back to the world. I want to give everything I can back to the world. I hope that you guys are having an absolutely amazing 2021 so far. And that this year ends up being your year. I really want it to be. I really, really want it to be. Just a couple of announcements before we get started. Today, the fifth live stream for The Cure has been set. It will be May 19th through the 23rd, 2021. If you are not familiar with the show or if you're new here, uh, I have hosted as the host of the Epic Film Guys, and now, of course, this year as the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, a charity to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute so we can fight for a future immune to cancer. And today, as I'm recording this January 2nd, today is the two-year anniversary of the passing of Perry Johnson, who actually, he and his wife, Lindsay, were guests on the second live stream for The Cure. They volunteered. They were podcasters. They did uh, Hello Life WTF and the Pond Stuff podcast, where they actually interviewed me as part of my old show, Restaurant. And I became such good friends with them. They were such amazing people. And they agreed to do the second annual livestream for the cure. And then Perry got diagnosed just weeks before their guest spot, and they refused to cancel it. They had to be part of it. And it was amazing to have them be part of it. And then Perry, sadly, he lost his battle on January 2nd, 2019. That is why I continue to work tirelessly for livestream for the cure. That is why it's so important to me to work to raise money for this event for a future immune to cancer. All proceeds will go, as always, to the Cancer Research Institute. And we have raised over $30,000 in the past four years for cancer research. And immunotherapy has had some amazing breakthroughs in the past several years. So please, please check out down in the show notes. You'll find the link to livestreamforthecure.com, which will take you to the Facebook page. Please like and share the page. Please help Spread the word. The event will be live for 50 hours over those five days. I'll be joined on site once again, COVID, depending, of course, by Dan of Netflix and Swill and Gerald of 2Ps on a podcast. They come and they help me run the event. Dan's been here the past couple of years. Gerald just came for the first time last year, and they are both invaluable. Their help is invaluable in running the event. And I mean, again, it's all in pursuit of a future immune to cancer. I also want to announce the show is now available on Pandora. The show should now be available, except for Spotify. I think I'm still waiting for Spotify for some reason. It's been like two months. I'm not sure why. But the show should now be available across almost any podcatcher. If there is a podcatcher you have not heard this show on, please let me know and I can make sure that I get it sent over to that platform to make sure that we're listed everywhere. And. I do want to thank every single person who has rated and reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. If you have not, I would ask you, please head over to Apple Podcasts. The link is down below in the show notes. Please head over there, rate and review the show. Every rating that I get on Apple Podcasts, it's what helps the show grow. It's what will help me get to more ears so I can get to more people with positivity, with love, and with amazing food. I do also want to announce that starting this month, we're going to be doing dinner conversations where I'm going to sit down with other podcasters or content creators and just have a nice discussion. Whatever it happens to be about, something that they love, something that I love, something that we both love together. And we're going to talk about one of their favorite dishes, which I'm going to prepare. And I'm going to talk about the things that I did with it and kind of my process of making their recipe and just their process of, you know, becoming who they are in terms of content creators. So if you're a content creator or a podcaster or whatever the case may be, I swear I, every time I say it, I'm so aware of it now, I'm so aware of it. But if you're somebody who, you know, is a content creator or a podcaster, whatever – Please let me know, please get at me, please DM me on social media, find me on social media at Nikolai's Kitchen, all over the web, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, get at me and I will make sure that you're included. I'll send you the link. We've got a little Google sheet to sign up for that. I really, really want to get more people to take part in that because I just want to sit down with other podcasters and talk about not only only just a, a dish that they love, but just something that really motivates them or kind of their journey. Because this is all about my journey. And so I want this to be all about their journey with their show, their content, their whatever they're doing. I just want to talk to a lot of amazing people. So make sure you please, please get at me and we'll get all that stuff taken care of. Coming up next week on the show is going to be the random recipe challenge that is going to come up every 10 episodes where you out there in the community, the listeners of this show are going to determine what I'm going to cook by giving me ingredients within reason, for me to prepare a dish out of. I can't wait to experiment with the stuff that you guys come up with. Please look for links for that all over social media. There's going to be places for you guys to submit all sorts of different ingredients. I'm going to get everything. We're going to put together some kind of a dish, and it is going to be our featured recipe for episode 10. With the announcements out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, let us move over into positivity for the week. Do you get into your head? And what I mean by that is, does your mind start to play tricks on you? Does your mind start to nag at you? Do you start to hear voices of people in the past? Maybe negative people that you've cut out of your life. Maybe people that are still part of your life that you know you need to sever and get out. Do you hear them in your head sometimes? Do you hear them telling you that you're a failure? Do you hear them telling you that you're not good enough? That you're a loser? That you will never be and you will never amount to anything? I do. And recently, you know, over the past several months, it's been been tough to silence that voice. I have so much good in my life. I have so many amazing people, so many amazing friends and peers in my life that I can look to, talk to, reach out to, and connect with that really make my life so much easier. I have an incredible girlfriend, someone who is wonderful beyond any measure. I have great kids. I have a roof over my head. I have a good job. Life is good life is good but I am always somebody I'm so so scared I'm so so afraid of not being able to give everybody enough of not being enough is that something that you guys struggle with is that something that you if you're listening to this right now do you do you feel that at all Do you feel like no matter what you do or no matter what you try or no matter what happens in your life, it's not enough. I do. I do so. I do so much. I do so much and it really gets into my head. Because I had a little episode this past weekend where I, just, I was just sitting and I was just doing stuff. I was working on stuff for the show, typing out recipes and whatnot. And all of a sudden, those nagging thoughts started creeping their way in. Who am I to say? Who am I to believe that I can reach my weight loss goals? 250. I want to hit 250 pounds. And then beyond. Who am I to believe that I can raise $15,000 for the next live stream for The Cure? We've raised over $30,000 to date. We passed $15,000 last year in last year's event. And that's during a pandemic, which is amazing and a testament to the incredible people, the incredible people that contributed everything, their time and their money to make that event a success. I don't know if anybody out there can really relate to any of this, but. It's all about my journey, right? (laughs) And I really, really hope that you can draw inspiration from it. And I really, really hope that you can draw some kind of positive intention from it because that's really my intention here is positivity. I want to put so much of myself, so much goodness, so much life, so much energy out there in the world for all of you to grab a hold of when you're struggling, when you're feeling down. But what do you do when you're the one who feels down? What do I do? It's hard. It's so hard. I get into myself a lot. And especially lately, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough for me to stay as positive as I think I would like to be. Negative voices and nagging thoughts creep into my mind, creep into my head. Nick, you're not good enough. Nick, you're not strong enough. Nick, you can't do this yes i can and so can you if you are someone who sits and doubts yourself who sits and believes even for a moment that you can't do something i promise you i guarantee you as someone who has battled all his life against voices that have told him no he can't and no he will not i promise you yes you can and yes, you will. And if you are someone who has trouble right now, if you just are in such a dark place, you can't believe yourself, well, then I believe in you. I believe in you and I will help to lift you up and I will help to just make your life as good as I possibly can until you're strong enough to know and to believe and to understand that you are enough and that what you do matters. Please, 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 Believe in yourself. I believe in you. If you're listening to this, even if I've never met you, even if I've never talked to you, I believe in you. You can do this. Just like I can do this. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're challenging, whatever you are undertaking, I promise you, you can do this. You just have to believe that you can and keep working toward that end. Do not let those voices take it away from you do not let those voices be a detriment to you i love you and i promise you that you can do this i can do this and when i left epic film guys and when i started the food show over again restaurant was not like this resounding success in terms of listenership in terms of anything You know? But I love food. I love food. And I want so badly to give back. I want so badly for somebody out there to hear me. Somebody out there who needs to hear this right now. Who tunes this in and has maybe doubted themselves or has maybe said oh, I can't do this oh, I can't do that oh, uh, or has gotten down on themselves because of something that life has dealt them some hands that life has dealt them and we have all been dealt some tough hands as of late by life you've got this you've got this and you can do this I believe in you This week in food, everyone, I wanted to talk to you guys about crab rangoons. Now, I am someone who has not had a lot of experiences with seafood in his life. I've not had a lot of experience with any of that kind of stuff. I think the only time before I started dating Rebecca, the only time that I had ever had crab period was at a Chinese buffet dating a, a girl that I dated well over a decade ago. And it wasn't all that memorable. It wasn't all that great. And I just remembered it tasting like the butter I was dipping it in. So I'm like, why do I care about this? I started dating Rebecca and there is a restaurant in Ithaca where she lives called Saigon Kitchen. It's a Vietnamese restaurant and it is amazing. Their food is incredible. But we always, whenever we get food from there, which has been a few times now, we get their crab rangoons, which they make with this sweet, sweet, Chili sauce their signature sweet chili dipping sauce <laughs> do yourself a favor Google Vietnamese sweet chili dipping sauce or Vietnamese dipping sauce any variety thereof and you will find something that and I'm gonna pronounce this improperly probably called nokhamm or nokham or whatever you want to call it it's like supposed to be a sweet Vietnamese fish sauce slash dipping sauce, whatever. I found a recipe. I will not link it in the show notes because I made it. I really want to replicate the dipping sauce that she and I have had from Saigon Kitchen before because it's really, really good. It's so simplistic. It's sweet. It's got the tiniest touch of heat. And that's it. It's very, very simplistic. You dip those crab rangoons in it and boom, it is the perfect complement to them. The nuoc sham that I made... Not so much. Not even close. It was, oh. First of all, I don't think Saigon Kitchen actually uses fish sauce in theirs. If they do, it's not a lot of it. <laughs> Because I used, I followed a certain recipe They used a lot. And no. Just straight up no. And I, like they recommended buying red boat fish sauce as a base for this, which is far more expensive than other fish sauces. And I followed that advice, hoping, thinking, wishing that it would have worked out in my favor. <laughs> no, just emphatically, no, There, it, it's not good. It It turned out bad. And then it turned out so bad that I went in and I actually doubled down. So I did a simple syrup when I made this thing. They didn't recommend that in the recipe, but I went with a simple syrup because I wanted it to be a little bit thicker. I added a little cornstarch slurry to it. I actually doubled, I went back in after I tasted this the first time I tasted this, I put it in my mouth and I said, there is no way ever that Rebecca will eat this. It was terrible. Oh, oh, it was so bad. It was not good. I doubled the simple syrup in it and it did help make it sweeter and make it not as, uh, you know, think about food. And 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 I know this will sound like a weird phrase, but think about a food that you've eaten that has just straight up socked you in the mouth, punched you straight in the mouth. That's the way this nouakcham was. And it, no, still no, even with the additional simple syrup. And I tried it and I did not like it at all. But I was like, you know what? Maybe Rebecca will be kinder to it. So when she came for New Year's weekend, and we tried a bunch of different things. I let her try it. And she made exactly the face that I made the first time I tried it, which was, there is no way I'm ever eating this ever again, ever. (sighs) So back to the drawing board, I go to try to replicate the sweet chili sauce, the signature sweet chili sauce from Saigon Kitchen. I honestly think it's just something as simple as like a simple syrup and a Thai chili and something else. But I don't know what. I don't know what, because their sauce is sweet a very light heat but not too overpowering but it's also very thin and not like overpowering so i think i i tried to make a simple syrup with just one chopped up chili in it still turned out too spicy and didn't quite hit the mark honestly it was closer than the Sham was but you know i mean like i said you google sweet vietnamese dipping sauce or sweet vietnamese chili sauce whatever that is exactly what you will come up with it's Recipe upon recipe and upon recipe for Nwakshom. And that's not a a, a check on Nwakshom because maybe this was just a bad recipe that I found. Maybe I just didn't make it as correctly as I could have. Or maybe I didn't adapt. Maybe I need to learn a lot more about Asian cooking, which is such a weak point for me. As this culinary journey continues, as I move forward with Nikolai's kitchen and as I move forward in my kitchen, this is going to be something I focus on huge. But ever since I tried those crab rangoons, I wanted to try to replicate them. I wanted to try to replicate them, but I, as part of my weight loss and as part of my diet and everything, I try to do things with a little bit of a lighter touch. In that vein, I wanted to make them air fried. I wanted to make them air fried, and I wanted to try to land on something that tasted really, really good that I didn't have to deep fry. And I think, I think. I finally nailed it. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than most episodes because right here in this week in food, you're going to get a featured recipe. I'm going to give you guys two different recipes this week. And this is kind of a base Rangoon recipe. I did them two different ways. I'm going to talk to you about both of them right now. For both of these recipes, you will need wonton wrappers, peanut oil, and sesame oil. Now I unintentionally, Because I went to my grocery store, which is Wegmans, and I looked on, like, their app to see because I've never bought wonton wrappers before. I have no idea where they would even sell these. And I have no idea how to make them. And I really don't want to try to make something first time ever from scratch. I want to at least try to buy it once. Well, couldn't find them at Wegmans. So I went to Weiss a couple days later to pick up just a few odds and ends, which is what I usually do at the Weiss. That's right down the road from my house. And, uh, you know, I asked somebody. I said, hey, wonton wrappers, what do you got? And they walked me over to the produce section where they have wonton wrappers, and I just gleefully, they were on sale for like two for five bucks, so I snapped up two packages full of them, grabbed them, and went to checkout, and then I got home and I realized they're vegan. <laughs> but I found vegan wonton wrappers. I'm imagining, the only difference is, is these ones didn't have egg in them, obviously. I'm imagining if I bought normal wonton wrappers, they would have been probably a little bit flakier. So anyway, you need wonton wrappers. If you want to make them homemade, please do. They're going to be about two inches square. And then you need peanut oil and sesame oil. So I did two variations of these. I did crab rangoons and I did buffalo chicken dip rangoons. The crab rangoons are honestly the simplest. My Wegman sells imitation crab meat in 14 ounce packages. So half of the package, seven ounces of that, eight ounces of one third fat cream cheese, do not, and I have, I've said this on numerous other like different things that I've been on in my life, never buy fat-free cream cheese. If you ever want to know why, look at the ingredient list of fat-free cream cheese versus one-third fat cream cheese. There are like 20 more ingredients in the fat-free cream cheese because of all the different things they try to add to it to make it creamy. Just get the one-third fat if you want to cut back some fat and you don't want to get the full fat version of it. You need one package of it. Again, eight ounces. You need a half a cup of scallions and cracked black pepper. Bring that cream cheese to room temperature and then just combine it all in a bowl. Stir it up really, really well and add your cracked black pepper to taste and you're done. And you're completely done. The buffalo chicken dip ones were a little bit different and now Rebecca is not a spicy food person. She can't do super, super spicy. I made a mac and cheese out of Carnivore Candy's, uh, I think it was one of their Carolina Reaper jerkies. No, <laughs> she tried one bite of it and she was like, oh my God, this is going to kill me. <laughs> she was not able to do it. And so when I was thinking about making these Buffalo chicken dip Rangoons, I don't know if that's a thing or not. And I don't know if that's like the technical name for what you call like this di- little cream cheese meat thing wrapped in a wonton wrapper I don't know if that's just whatever anyway that's what I'm calling it but I knew I couldn't put a spicy element in this dish because I don't want her to not be able to eat it I wanted her to be able to enjoy it so I deconstructed a buffalo chicken dip now when I do buffalo chicken dip and here is a pet peeve of mine and I will talk about this again whenever I talk about legit buffalo chicken dip at some point in the future I will talk about it probably the Oscars Why do people boil chicken? If you're out there, if you're listening to this, if you boil chicken for Buffalo chicken dip, get at me on social media at Nicolai's kitchen, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Why? Why do you boil chicken when you can just as easily just pan sear? I filet my chicken breast whenever I buy like a big, big family pack, like five pounds from Wegmans trim the fan off of it. I save the fat obviously for chicken stock that I make later. And then I fillet them and, you know, like this time around, I saved out eh, probably like two pounds of it and marinated it in my homemade speedy marinade. The rest of the chicken, I trimmed the fat off of, I filleted it, and I just seared it off with just some salt and pepper. And then when you let it come to room temperature and then you just, you can either shred it apart or honestly, I just pick it up with my hands and I just rip it apart. Why do people boil chicken for buffalo chicken dip? If I can do anything in the culinary game with this show in my life, whatever it is, the number one thing or one of the top like three things has to be stop boiling chicken for a buffalo chicken dip. When I, you know, I I, I used to work in a department at work and we would have work parties and and, and one lady, very, very amazing. She's amazing cook, amazing lady, but she would bring in this buffalo chicken dip. And one time I asked her, i like, can I have a recipe for this? This is so, so amazing, and she gave me the recipe, and the first step in the recipe was take a whole bunch of chicken breasts and just chuck them in a pot of boiling water with nothing, with no seasoning, with nothing. Why? Why? (laughs) It made me want to cry reading it. Please don't boil chicken for buffalo chicken dip. Sear it. Brown food tastes good. It adds flavor to it. Pan sear it. I pan sear my fillets and then finish them off in the oven to make sure they're done, but still. I'm getting off the point here for Buffalo chicken dip Rangoon's as I'm calling them. You're going to need one cup of shredded cheddar cheese. You need one and a half cups of shredded or chopped chicken. Again, this is pan seared chicken. I fillet chicken breasts, whole chicken breasts, and then I pan sear both sides, finish them in the oven until they are done. Usually pan sear for about two to two and a half minutes per side, then finish in the oven for about eight to 10 minutes at 350. Okay, you're going to need a half a cup of scallions or a quarter of a cup of scallions and a quarter of a cup of onions, raw onions, chopped. You want both of these chopped. okay? a quarter of a cup of blue cheese crumbles, one package, again, eight ounces of one third fat cream cheese and cracked black pepper to taste. Once your chicken is done, you're going to let it cool. Combine everything in a large bowl, stirring it together until it's well combined and then add cracked black pepper to taste. When it's time to make your rangoons, you're going to take an acorn-sized amount of filling. Now, I have tried to do more. I when I first like made the first one, I grabbed like this huge handful of filling and put it on the wonton wrapper. Tried to fold it over. No, <laughs> oh, oh, talk about a disaster. Go with an acorn, an acorn-sized amount of filling. No matter what you're doing, and I'm going to try to think of other variants I can do for quote unquote. Rangoons. You're gonna put an acorn sized amount of there and you're gonna just use some water, rub it all the way around all the edges of the square and just fold it over and just press your edges together and you're gonna seal it into basically a triangle. Now you're gonna add your peanut oil to a bowl. I had about a quarter of a cup of it. My air fryer holds six of these at once. So I did about a quarter of a cup of peanut oil, and I just did a small drizzle, probably a teaspoon of sesame oil. Sesame oil is very strong, but just about a teaspoon of it. Add it to a bowl, mix that together, and then you're just going to take your wontons, your, you know, uncooked wontons. You're going to drop them in the oil, flip them over once, make sure they're well coated. Stick all of these into an air fryer. You're going to do your air fryer at 315 degrees for six minutes. I had to workshop this. Specifically, my air fryer is a Ninja and it defaults at 390 on the air fryer setting. 390 is insane. I did 390 at two and a half minutes per side and it obliterated the actual wings of the wontons. You don't want that. You want these to be nice and golden brown all around. And I did test after test after test until I finally landed on 315 degrees for six minutes. Halfway through the cycle, take your basket out, flip them over. Okay, six minutes. These are perfect. Place them on a plate covered with paper towels. I mean, there's going to be a little bit because you're just going to have a little bit of oil. Just drop them onto a plate to soak up that extra oil. And I'm telling you what, these are um, amazing. So, so good. I promise you, give these a try. They are amazing. Go to the store and buy wonton wrappers you don't have to make them yourself if you're not able to i have never attempted it so i went and i bought them like sometimes when you're on the journey that i'm on when i'm on this culinary journey when i'm trying to learn different things in the kitchen i need to buy something pre-made especially wonton wrappers i've never made wonton dough i don't even know how i have no idea And I had to think about it after I couldn't find wontons at Wegmans. I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to try to make wontons like homemade? No, I did not. Although I did not intend to buy vegan wonton wrappers. It's just what happened, but they still turned out really, really good. Either the crab version or the buffalo chicken version. I made a wing sauce for this. Obviously, again, I deconstructed buffalo chicken dip. So I needed to make a garlic wing sauce to dip them in. So, so that is basically a half a stick of butter, a cup of red hot. And, you know, between four to six cloves of garlic that you chop up really, really well, you melt the butter, you add your wing sauce, add a couple sprinkles of sugar in there to get it to kind of, you know, the desired sweetness to kind of combat against the spiciness, throw your garlic in there, let that cook down for just a moment. And then bam, boom, you've got a garlic wing sauce. I actually went ahead and amped this up and added Bravado Spice's Carolina Reaper Black Garlic Hot Sauce to half of it because I really wanted to amp up one of my wing sauces. Oh, If you are somebody who loves heat, but you want flavor with your heat, that Black Garlic Carolina Reaper is to die for. Heatonist.com. If you've ever seen the show Hot Ones on YouTube, Sean Evans is an amazing interview. It's probably my favorite interview show going right now. Please check it out. It's absolutely Amazing. But that's it. You know, honestly, think about the different applications that you could make for this kind of thing. You've got the wonton wrapper, you've got the temperature that you need, you've got all the different things that you need, but think about the other things that you could potentially do with this. You could do some kind of steak in this. You can do an all vegetarian filling. You could do a lot of different things with this. Wrap it an acorn-sized portion of it into a wonton wrapper. Seal the edges of it. Air fry it. Boom. Dipping sauce. You are home. You are home. It turned out so so good. I can't believe how good it turned out. So please make sure give these a try in your kitchen if it's something that excites you or interests you or whatever. I've never ever bought or used imitation crab meat before I made these. The first time I ever had imitation crab meat in my entire life was when I had crab rangoons from Saigon kitchen. Like probably I think the second weekend I ever went on a date with Rebecca. I mean, it's COVID obviously. So we went and got takeout from Saigon kitchen. Oh, they are so good. They are so, so good. Now my quest continues (laughs) to find, that dipping sauce, whatever dipping sauce they use, because the dipping sauce, the sham that I made was fish sauce, lime juice, and a couple other different elements like sugar. It, it just, whatever Saigon Kitchen does, it is much, much, much simpler than that. Like I said, I honestly think they probably take some kind of chili sauce, probably pre-made. And they make some kind of simple syrup and they just combine them together because it's sweet, but it's got just the slightest amount of heat on the back end. It might not, it might be, it might be, it might be a in-house, they might make it there. But even still, whenever they make this dipping sauce for these crab rangoons, it is mostly sweet. So the search continues for that. We are going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen, fade up the music. When we come back, it's time to talk featured recipe, which is going to be chicken and waffles chicken and waffles with a homemade sriracha garlic maple syrup i absolutely love this recipe i made it as part of a christmas brunch that i'm going to tell you all about the different things that i made for that but we're definitely going to feature the buttermilk chicken and waffles you guys have to do this yourselves in your kitchen if you've never done it if you're somebody who has questioned it is this good i promise you wow 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 it will blow your mind stick around and i'm going to tell you all about it guys had an absolutely amazing Christmas. For Christmas I was at Rebecca's and I made a quote unquote waffle bar for Christmas. I decided to do buttermilk waffles which is something that I am you know pretty well versed at this point something that I really really love and I decided to do a bunch of different toppings. I did a blueberry lemon compote which was basically just blueberries reduced in lemon juice with a little bit of lemon zest in there. Just blueberries reduced with just some lemon kick to it. Perfect. Absolutely amazing. Did some fresh cut strawberries, homemade whipped cream, but then I did my homemade sriracha, garlic, maple syrup. It's exactly what it says it is. It's got sriracha, it's got maple syrup, it's got garlic, and it's got honey. And I'll tell you all about how to make it when we get into the featured recipe, but... First of all, waffles. Can we talk about how amazing waffles are? Yes, that is right. The food of Leslie Nope herself. I love waffles. If you haven't gotten the chance, please head over to Rabbit Ears TV pod. It's at Netflix and slash rabbit ears. Check out Ashley's show. It's amazing. I just got to go over there with Sean Ennis of Ink and Ash and Ashley. And we talked about Parks and Rec, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Please check it out. Keep in mind my audience. It is not safe for work. But we talked about Parks and Rec, and Leslie Nope's favorite food is waffles. I love buttermilk waffles. I first made these a few years ago on Restaurant. I really, really wanted to try to do chicken and waffles. It was something I was really interested in, and I've continued to kind of try to finely hone this and try to craft it. Where I've done actual fried chicken, like, you know, with fried in a ton of oil or whatever. And, you know, I've tried to do all sorts of different things. But I have finally, finally, finally landed on the perfect recipe for this. So let's talk first things first about chicken. Now, normally, if I'm making this, say, for myself, or I made it, I think, on, like, my first or second date with Rebecca, I made it very earlier in our relationship. But basically, you need chicken breast fillets, and you're going to do a flour egg and then panko mixture on this add some salt and pepper into your flour and whatnot and you're just going to air fry those for probably about 12 minutes until they are well browned you can flip them halfway through if you want to but i found that the chicken breast fillets don't necessarily like to be handled a lot if that makes sense but 12 minutes in the air fryer at 390 and they are going to turn out perfect so that's your chicken boom done and dusted honestly Rebecca made me tone it down because I was kind of planning on being in the kitchen for too long. So she was 100% correct, but she made me tone it down because I was getting super, super ambitious with this whole waffle bar. So she just bought some Purdue chicken breast tenders that had already been, uh, you know, pre-made. And We just chucked them in her toaster oven and pre-made them. The chicken's not really the important part of this recipe. What is the important part of this recipe is, ladies and gentlemen, waffles. Now, the first time I ever made waffles, I made them with a combination of all-purpose flour and almond flour. Now, you're going to need two cups of flour regardless. I like to do three quarters of AP and then a half a cup of almond. If you just have all-purpose flour, you just want to go all-purpose, just do two cups of flour. Simple as that. You need to do two eggs. You need a stick of melted butter. You need an eighth to a quarter of a cup of sriracha. Now make this to your liking. You're not going to get, I mean, with the cakiness and everything, all the other elements going on in your waffle batter, you're honestly not going to get a ton of spice, even at a quarter cup of sriracha. But this is me talking and every spice palette is going to vary. Rebecca would probably eat these waffles and say that they were way too spicy. You're gonna need two tablespoons of honey, you're gonna need four teaspoons of baking powder, a teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, a half of a tablespoon of salt, and you're gonna need approximately. And here's a fun fun aside. When I first <laughs> when I first made this recipe for a restaurant, I never wrote down an amount for buttermilk. I, I wrote down a recipe. I wrote it down for buttermilk waffles and never wrote down the amount of buttermilk you actually need. So it had, like, literally no liquid ingredients except for the eggs, which is not going to be enough. It's approximately two cups, between one and a half to two cups of buttermilk. Just have the, you know, buttermilk container or jug or whatever on hand if you need more than one and a half cups because you want to get this to a nice thick batter-like consistency. It's going to be, you know, not super runny. And I know, you know, we've all been at a hotel and we've all had the continental breakfast in the morning where they have the waffle iron there in the lobby and you're waiting behind four different people finally to get up there and make the waffle because it's by far the freshest thing that you're going to have for breakfast because everything else is like eggs that are made from a mix that have been sitting under a heat lamp for like 2 hours and really not the best sausage that bacon that is wafer thin that you can basically see light through that taste basically you, you you put it in your mouth and it turns to powder it, no. no 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 so everybody makes waffles but then you know you to you got to wait for the waffle maker Let's get into making the waffles. You're going to take your buttermilk, your melted butter, which should be cooler. You don't want it to be super hot because you're going to be adding eggs and a bunch of other stuff to this. So your buttermilk, melted butter, eggs, honey, sriracha, combine them together in a bowl, then add your vanilla, mix that together, and then set it aside. You're going to add your flours unless, you know, if you only have all-purpose or whatever, that's fine. Your flour with your baking powder and your salt, you're going to whisk that together. Then you're going to combine your wet ingredients into your dry ingredients. You might need to add more buttermilk here. You might need to supplement. That's fine. Mix it until you've got kind of a thick consistency. You don't want this to be thin and water-like, but you want it to kind of be thicker like cake batter. Basically, it should be like cake batter. You're going to basically... I find that one cup of batter onto my waffle maker, which makes like big those big pocketed Belgian style waffles, one cup of batter is pretty much perfect for those. And you do that in a waffle iron about one minute and then you flip it over and you do one minute per the other side. Boom. Super, super amazing. Do a little bit longer if you want them to be a little bit brown or a little bit crispier. But these things are going to turn out so, so beautiful. There's a little bit of a sweetness and there's a touch, just a touch of spiciness in the back end. But they are super, 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 super good. When we're talking chicken, we're talking waffles. I have to talk homemade syrup. Now, I love to make syrup homemade. When you buy, quote unquote, pancake syrup at the store, you're essentially buying sugar water. You're buying sugar water with maybe 1% to 2% maple syrup in it. And that's why it's so cheap to buy a bottle of whatever store brand uh, syrup you buy. Mine is going to take advantage of things like maple syrup, things like sriracha, things like honey and garlic, okay? So in order to make this syrup, you're going to want to take a cup of dark brown sugar, a cup of white sugar, two cups of water, and you're going to chop 10 to 15 cloves of garlic. Now, again, make this to your liking if you love garlic even more than i do which i don't know if that's possible but if you like garlic more or if you want less garlic chop up all your garlic and you're going to add those elements into a saucepan bring it to a boil over mid-high now you're going to notice something sometime during the boil probably about 10 to 15 minutes in, it's just going to kind of simmer like the way liquid does like it gets into a rolling boil kind of state but then as enough of the liquid is boiled away you're going to see it get into a froth it's going to start to kind of froth up and foam up and rise up out of the pot that is when you know it's time to add your other ingredients in you're going to add your maple syrup your honey, and your sriracha into the pot. You're going to cook this for roughly just two or three minutes. You only really want this to be pretty well combined, and that's it. And that's it. You remove it from the heat. Let it cool. Let it cool. Do not touch it. It's very, very hot. Let it cool, and then, you know, serve it over your waffles, serve it over your chicken and waffles, or just store it into a jar in the refrigerator for future use. It is amazing. Amazing beyond amazing you got the maple flavor in there you've got the garlic obviously that has kind of infused itself throughout the pancake syrup portion because that's what you made first you made pancake syrup and then you added the other elements to it and you've got a little bit of that honey and a little bit of that heat it i mean literally like even without the chicken and waffles i love like i could just take a spoonful of this and just it just just gobble this stuff because it's so good it's just so good, and it tastes so, so good. Just Even if you make, like, chicken wings or anything like that, if you want, like, a sweet tiny bit of heat on something, this is perfect. Make this. Please let me know what you think over on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, at Nikolai's Kitchen, please let me know what you think. Join the Discord community. The link is down in the show notes. Join the community over on Discord. Let us know what you're cooking or talk about whatever else because we get into all sorts of weird and fun stuff over on the Discord. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up the first show of 2021, and next week again is random recipe challenge number one. I can't wait. I am so, so excited to cook whatever kind of stuff you guys come up with, whatever kind of random elements I'm going to take it, I'm going to look at some dishes, do some research, and I'm going to chuck it into a dish and make something, hopefully, anyway, that you guys are going to be really, really proud of. I want to thank you so, so much for taking the time to listen to the show, for taking the time to make me a part of your routine. I love you. I appreciate you so much more than you can ever possibly know. Search for the show on Podbean, my absolutely amazing host, and find me on literally every podcatcher under the sun, including, again, Pandora. Thank you so much, Pandora, for finally listening to the show. Still waiting on Spotify like two months later. It's been a hot minute, Spotify. What is happening? Can we get some approval here But nonetheless, I really, really Appreciate you guys taking the time Taking the opportunity to listen Please be good to yourselves Please love yourselves Please believe in yourselves I love you so, so much And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing week Thank you out there so much for listening Special thanks to my patrons You guys are absolutely amazing Thank you so, so So, so much for coming on this journey with me.